Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Rumble Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Jackie Earl Haley, Pat Marina, Joey Devine, Jazz Palminteri, Armin Mueller-Stahl, Pete Postaway, Sean Keane, Mark on Omni, he's the captain now. Mikhail Barishnikov. Special guest, Will Weldon. Musical guest, Destroyer. And now, the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Wow. Hi, everyone. It's me. Your host of Round Ball Rock, temporary host. Temporary. Dave is still maybe coming back at some point. Um, <laughs> how's everybody doing? Sean Keen is here. I am here. I'm, uh, I got, much like the ghost of Don Pardo, I've got Oscar fever. Were those all Canadian uh, Best Supporting Actor nominees or just <laughs> Supporting Actor nominees? Um, I think there was a pretty big... Uh, national range there i believe there was a somalian okay. a german uh an irish guy i think mikhail marishnikov is an american joey he defected uh oh he is wow uh, I, I did not know that well i only ask because our guest today is canadian oh it is everyone's favorite angry person uh <laughs> the most <laughs> the most ha- the most handsome man to be cut out of American Pie's The Naked Mile. Mm-hmm. Give it up for Spurs slash Raptors fan Will Weldon. Will Weldon, how are you doing today? How long is this Canadian thing gonna fucking hang around my neck? You know, 
I, uh, it's been it's been a decade I've been in this country, almost my entire adult life, and still people are like, "Ooh, here comes the number one fan of Mounties and Sidney Crosby." <laughs> Well, would you rather the Canadian thing hung around your neck or the fact that uh, a certain subset of comedian always mentions that you were cut out of American Pie the Naked Mile? See, people, I would rather American Pie the Naked Mile because... It's American, yeah. It's like, listen, only like 30 people were in that movie. There are like 50 million people from Canada. Fair point. Fair point, Will. Um, so the first question I have on my rundown here for you is, Will, do you like the Spurs because you're from Western Canada and thus you love when things are displaced by a rodeo? <laughs> wow, that's an incredibly deep cut. Uh, We're Stampede fans. It's the only NBA slash Calgary Stampede uh, <laughs> podcast on the internet, I think. I think. Yeah, Lo- Los Angeles' uh, favorite Bay Area expatriates who are also fans of chuck wagon races. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm a, I'm a Spurs fan because I started watching basketball in 1999. And because there were, I, like, I just, for whatever reason, I just, I kind of like the Grizzlies. But they were just so bad, and I hate the city of Vancouver. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just started cheering for the two teams that were in the NBA Finals because I was, like, 12 years old. Oh, yeah, well, that makes and, a lot uh, of sense. And then I moved to Toronto, and as I got older... It was like the Knicks are one of the only teams where I think it is perfectly acceptable, if not heroic, to have stopped being a fan of theirs during the Isaiah Thomas years. <laughs> like, I actually think that is a move of good moral character. Yeah, yeah that's that's a very advanced uh, boycott of a, a very problematic franchise, a struggling but also like more morally bankrupt. And not just so, bad, but like sexually harassing all of the women available. Yeah. Right. So, Will, basically, what are you? Do- what are you bragging that you were woke before woke? Right now? No, I'm bragging that <laughs> I need to be here for when I move to Toronto. And I hate population. I have to say, giving up on the Knicks that quickly—it's like the guy who decided not to get on the plane on 9/11. Basically, like you can look back and be like, "Whoop." That's these seven last sixteen years have gone very differently now. Yeah, I mean, it was not quick. It was like four or five years, I guess. Lot, yeah, it was like four or five years. Well, and the '99 Knicks are so fun. Yeah, I mean, I loved. Uh, I was like the biggest Allen Houston fan, and if you ask me now, I could not tell you why. <laughs> like, I look back on that team, and I hate almost everybody. Like, <laughs> I hate Sprewell. I hate Allen Houston, and. Charlie Ward are like two dudes who believe that like Jews need to be perfected through Christ. Like, <laughs> what, an, what an organization! I think was Marcus, Marcus Camby on that team. I was gonna say he's uh, one of the most was... overrated players in NBA history. Okay, he was a very good defensive anchor at the time when well, you needed a man to block shots. 
Well, what I was going to say is clearly you were into them because of Marcus Camby, because you someday would also run away from Canada. Oh. <laughs> he was, I think I was he not. was more exiled. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think what they, I think they traded him for Oakley. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, yeah, that's true. The Raptors decided they needed somebody to like, like be an enforcer for Vince Carter, basically. Yeah, somebody to just like. Sorry, I'm in a perfect. Uh, I'm in a perfect sad space to talk about the Toronto Raptors because I realize I've forgotten to take my antidepressants two days in a row, and I'm sitting here <laughs> depressing looking plate of Panda Express you could possibly imagine. Like, I got their broccoli beef, and it looks like somebody else ate broccoli beef, and then. Almost immediately puked it back up onto my plate of greasy, lazy chow mein. <laughs> well, on the plus side, you could probably trade that broccoli beef to James Dolan for two first-round picks. Here it comes, you know? <laughs> no, he wouldn't make that trade because he'd assume, because I'm a Toronto fan, he would assume I was ripping him off, which is the only reason the picks don't have Kyle Lout well. It's the only reason Kyle Lowry hasn't left the Knicks now. <laughs> um, but before we get to Raptors and Spurs uh, stuff, we've got to talk about the biggest news story of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the NBA teams are imploding. The All-Star uh, people just can't... De- All-Star people. Uh, the All-Star selections just came out. But clearly, the biggest round ball rock news of the day is that Kobe Bryant is nominated for an Oscar. Dude, I'm waiting for him to show up to the Oscars wearing a Time's Up pin. Oh, that's going to yeah. be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, I, w- I am willing to forgive Kobe Bryant for everything he's ever done to me, with the exception of Eagle Colorado, if he <laughs> takes the Lil Mamba puppet to the Oscars as his date. What are you forgiving him for, then, if you're not forgiving him for the truly reprehensible thing that he did? <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, everything else, dude. <laughs> what do you mean, everything else? <laughs> like when he drove you out of uh, the Lakers organization, when the two of you could have... <laughs> yeah, that, among, among, uh, among other things, that. Yes, Will. <laughs> it's not even like he like ripped your heart out in the playoffs, because the Warriors were absolute garbage bags. <laughs> what beef possibly have with Kobe beyond the beef that we all have with him and that we hate him because he's like a desperate imitation Michael Jordan um, I mean he did he beat them in a lot of regular season games in fact I remember once um, well you remember that miss a free throw intentionally to get the rebound yeah. and, uh, that never works that Kobe did that, and it worked against the Warriors. The one time that's ever worked in NBA history. Also, my uncle is Doug Christie. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, your your uncle has a really weird psychosexual relationship with his wife. <laughs> um, the other thing I will say about Kobe Bryant getting nominated for an Oscar is I expect the muse cages to get extra crazy now because no one can tell him what to do anymore. You expect the what to get extra crazy? Uh, have you not seen his muse cage uh, short films that he makes for uh, ESPN, Will? His 
Muse Cage? No, I don't. Yeah, it's called Muse Cage. Yeah. I don't watch. I don't have cable, so I don't watch ESPN. Also, because I hate ESPN. <laughs> well, uh, Kobe Bryant says that his heroes now are Walt Disney, uh, Jim Henson, and Steve Jobs, and he makes these insanely pretentious clip packages where he writes songs and there's puppets and there's like a cardboard city that he had built uh i i bet you ten thousand (laughs) dollars the only book kobe bryant has read is atlas shrugged (laughs) (laughs) i mean what's better storytelling than than atlas shrugged yeah, I can't imagine a better uh, political philosophy than one formed by a woman whose brain was broken by the Soviet regime. <laughs> like, imagine having your brain just completely broken by a brutal dictatorship, and then a bunch of people being like, we should not question at all what this woman has to say about how to live life. <laughs> um, I, should, I would be remiss if I didn't read a uh, listener comment that you know, we got a- I, I, Joey, I'd say I've always, I've always considered you very remiss. But oh, go ahead. Thank and... you. Thank you. Uh, our friend Trey Cool X, genial black man, is his other name. Uh, <laughs> tweeted at us: "Dear Basketball is now an Oscar-nominated short film, so Kobe now shares most preposterous animated movie honors with Boss Baby." <laughs> <laughs> so, my question for you guys is who is the boss baby of the NBA? Hmm. Um, I'm going to say it is uh, James Dolan. <laughs> because boss baby sucks. It's a bad movie. There's something <laughs> kind of creepy about it as well in a way where you're like, if I were to watch the like, you feel like you should be arrested anytime you see it, which is like I always feel like, <laughs> like I'm just waiting for some sort of big headline like, Cable Town owner arrested in massive, like uh, crackdown on I don't know whatever uh, securities fraud or child pornography or it's a huge, <laughs> and uh, James Dolan is a a massive piece of shit just like the. <laughs> Who voices the boss baby, Alec Baldwin? <laughs> um, I think that's a good answer, Will. Ha- hangs out with a uh, renowned sexual harasser, Isaiah Thomas, Alec Baldwin, grand of a uh, noted uh, f- fat uh, forced masturbator, James Toback. <laughs> oh, that's right, James Toback. You know, you know, Alan Houston was in a James Toback movie. Uh, oh, oh, was that like black or black and white or whatever? Black and white. He gets murdered. Yeah, yes. and like because <laughs> he's uh, he's throwing basketball games. Yeah, Mike Tyson's in that. Like movie of all these guys to go down, it's like James Toback to me. I'm like, what incentive is there to to defend J- James Toback? Has not even made people money. He's not talented. He's never made anybody <laughs> money. He's gross to just look at generally. There's no... <laughs> so why? It's just like, I don't know how much you have to hate women to defend James Tolkien. <laughs> that to me is the one where I'm like, there's no way I can accept. Um, 
Sean, who do you think the boss baby of the NBA is? I mean, it's it's hard to counter that. I'm going to say Devin Booker just because he seems like he's a young player with a disproportionate amount of power uh, that can't, probably can't be trusted to wield it responsibly. And also, I think he has the smoothest skin in the NBA. Uh, that's a good answer, too. I'm going to say David Stern, the original oh. boss baby of the world. <laughs> oh, <wow>. uh, <laughs> Uh, All right, guys, the All-Star Reserves were announced today. I'll read them real quick. In the West, we have Westbrook, Lillard, Clay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, LaMarcus Aldridge, Carl Anthony Towns. In the East, Victor Oladipo, Bradley Beal, John Wall, Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love, Al Horford, Chris Porzingis. Anyone have anything to say about that? Um, boy, the East is so much worse than the West. <laughs> it's like well, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, at least the East has Al Horford, who is basically LaMarcus Aldridge. I guess I don't... That, to me, I didn't even realize people loved Al Horford so much. In this. <laughs> Al Horford feels like, like a guy that that someone older than you is always telling you that you don't appreciate how good they are. Like, no matter, you could be, like, 92 years old and watching the Celtics, and a 94-year-old man would be like, yeah, he just does the little things that you don't notice. He doesn't show up <laughs> with a stat sheet. I, um, I'm in favor of the Boston Celtics having no all-stars every <laughs> I hate them, and I hate them, and I think it's a bad city. <laughs> like, the NFL is truly my worst, like, I cannot imagine a worse situation than being like, well, no matter what, either New England or Philadelphia sports fans are going to be incredibly happy. <laughs> yeah, it's like Alien versus Predator. No matter who wins, we lose. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to congratulate uh, Bradley Beal on his first All-Star selection. Uh, around this time last year, probably probably last, like, November or something, uh, he, we nicknamed him the Scrub Lord. And ever <laughs> since he received that Scrub Lord nickname, he's been very, very good. He Yeah, it's he, disappointing. It really lit a fire <laughs> under him. We can't change it. He's the scrub lord for good, but now the scrub lord is also an all-star. He's he's more lord than scrub now, unfortunately. The Washington Wizards are my favorite team that sucks for no reason. Like, a team that has seemingly just made the decision to be bad. We were, were, uh, Joey and I were talking about them, too, about how we both were pretty pretty clearly thought that another not good team the portland trailblazers were a little better than them but we couldn't like figure out the reason where we're kind of like well it seems like their starters are better and they kind of have more stars and then it's like but but something's broken like something's wrong like they're they're not good john wall plays like paul pierce played right before kevin garnett and ray allen got traded to boston where oh, he wow. just, there's just this weird, you watch him play and you're like, oh, this is a guy who has just resigned himself to 
where he's just like, well, I guess this is what my life is going to be now. I'm going to play on a team that kind of stinks with coaches that never figure it out. And, like, you know, you think he'd be getting it together now that Bradley Beal is finally good. But, nope, this is, like, his worst <laughs> season in a really long time. He seems depressed. Well, yeah. Did you see? Did you see the other day? He blamed them playing badly on the fact that they had a team meeting and everyone's feelings were hurt. Well, <laughs> and la- and last year they decided they were death row DC, and now their feelings are too hurt to play after a meeting. I mean, I really truly believed last season. That the only team in the East that could beat the Cavaliers were the Wizards. Because mm-hmm. they were the, I was like, well, they're the only team that has like the raw natural talent. And this season, I'm like, yeah, I still think the Wizards could maybe beat the Cavs, but it's because the Cavs also suck now. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like they'll be so, not just tired from playing against a team like the Wizards, but weary like they're gonna have to overcome the ennui of being on the cleveland cavaliers not just the fast pace of a john wall offense you know it's so funny watching lebron every season remember a little bit more of why he left in the first place (laughs) (laughs) um well i think it's time to move on to some will weldon specific news right sean yeah do you want to do you think anybody got snubbed I'm disappointed Kyle Lowry made it because I dislike him on a personal level. Yeah. I think he's <laughs> well, I think we're he's gonna but, get to that. <laughs> uh I don't really think Paul George got snubbed because uh the Thunder are still not very good this year. And yeah. you know, they're and on he, pace to be to have a worse record than last year after him joining that team. So And his role is so diminished. It's like it'd be one thing if they were playing like the Heat did, where Chris Bosch's numbers went way down, but he was clearly an integral piece of that team. Whereas now it's like, yeah, Paul George is an, imp- an important part of that team, but they still like, man, I-, I couldn't, I'd blow my brains out if I had to do any job with Westbrook. Like, I <laughs> if I worked in a fucking Dunkin' Donuts with him, I'd end up. <laughs> You're like, I just need, I just need to get to the coffee machine. Why are you hogging it? All the time. No, just hand me the cup. Just hand me the cup. He and Chris Paul are like polar opposites, where Chris Paul is like such an asshole for, to you if you do anything wrong ever. Whereas Westbrook doesn't seem like he does that, but he just won't let anyone do anything that he wants to do. <laughs> He's like a two-year-old. Yeah, like Chris Paul is mad that you missed the three he would have assisted on. And uh, Westbrook is perfectly happy that you stood around while he tried to dribble through five guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I the only, I would have liked to have seen Lou Williams make it and uh, Damian Lillard get snubbed again just because for so comedy funny. purposes. Yeah, <laughs> takes it so personally. <laughs> But uh, these, I don't know, these seem right. This seems yeah. like... it seems there's, right. No, there's no freak all-star this year. Like, it's nice to have, like, a freak... Yeah, like a Lou Will... Like, a guy where you're like, well, he's never going to make it again. <laughs> like yeah. when Jamal McGlure made it? Yeah, or like a, a year Andre Kirilenko got in because he was really good at... <laughs> 
And so it was just him not scoring, just trying to block everybody while the rest of the teams played like us friendly with each other. I was convinced for a while that the only reason that Chris Gatling and Tyrone Hill ever made the All-Star teams was just to make Golden State Warriors fans feel bad. That these, oh. like, mediocre bench guys had somehow made an all-star team just by leaving. God, I forgot about Tyrone Hill. <laughs> Tyrone Hill's number one skill was uh, he, he basically peaked on the uh, Iverson 76ers where his talent was to get wide open under the basket and not be able to handle any pass that Allen Iverson threw to him at any point. Like <laughs> Iverson yeah. could have led the league in assists if uh Tyrone Hill did not have Hulk hands. He like um, he almost uh he almost averaged a double double one year shooting thirty nine percent. That's how bad Cleveland was is they just had to keep shoveling the ball into this dude. Tyrone Hill <laughs> Tyrone Hill was like Alton Lister without having the career highlight of having Sean Kemp point at him. <laughs> yeah, Tyrone Hill lacks the, uh, the like career distinction of having a really good dunk on him. <laughs> I think he'd be more famous for how sweaty he was, but he just wasn't good enough to get to those like Ewing Pippin levels of like what is happening to his forehead right now I mean the luckiest thing that happened to Tyrone Hill is he was in the league at the same exact time as Popeye Jones so people (laughs) didn't make fun of how he looked (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right uh, let's go to our Will Weldon specific news Will Weld News. It's an Edmonton of fun. The best by any metric. He's a Canadian. Uh, so Will, like I said before, is a Spurs and a Raptors fan. So yeah. we've got some Spurs and some Raptors news. Uh, <laughs> Our first piece of uh, of business here is uh, the Spurs are fighting with Kawhi Leonard and Jalen Rose says Kawhi Leonard wants to be traded. What? Okay, look, Jalen Rose says a lot of things, okay? (laughs) Let's start there. It's like, listen, you would also feel like you were out of touch with your place of work if you had shown up to, like, nine shifts out of your last, I don't know, 50 (laughs) <laughs> Look, he's a young guy he's sitting around he's uh he's trying to rehab they're not totally sure w- what's wrong with him but like he's not going to be traded they're not going to trade him because the spurs don't make those kinds of trades yeah and where the hell is he going to go nobody has any cap room because they're doing things like paying bismack biombo 17 million dollars <laughs> a season <laughs> Also, do you have any sense of where Kawhi would even want to go? Like, oh, what, is, he, what is Kawhi like off the court? Uh, he's the most boring man on earth. There's that. <laughs> there's like a famous story about him. He drives the same pickup truck he was driving in college, and he, uh, he his big sponsorship is Wingstop, and they gave him a bunch of coupons for free wings. 
And at one point, he lost the ones he had, and he called them freaking out that he couldn't find his Wingstop coupons. <laughs> just, I guess he was just afraid that they weren't going to give him more. And they were like, yeah, you can absolutely have more. Why? <laughs> He's like he's like the new Sean Marion because I remember um, Sean Marion when he played for the Suns lived in like a one bedroom apartment in Phoenix and he'd picked it out because on the same street was like a Wendy's and a, like a Long John Silver's and he would alternate <laughs> between going to each of them just because he and, and at this point he was a max contract NBA player. Just a like, weird guy. He's a weird guy. <laughs> that uh, Paul Shirley, back when people liked him, before he exposed uh, like minor eugenics <laughs> in uh, one of his columns, he talked about being on a team with. Uh, when he was on the Suns, he had told, wrote some story about when uh, they're watching a show about inventors, and Sean Marion. It was like some guy who invented some stupid thing, and Sean Marion was like, "Man." I gotta invent something one day. Then I'd be set for life. Twenty-two million dollars a year. You know, this is an interesting story because it doesn't. It's so unsourced, and it sounds like it was something that might have even happened months ago. But um, like, I don't think Kawhi Leonard's calling Jalen Rose, for example. But uh, <laughs> the Spurs are kind of uniquely an organization where a player can make a trade demand like that and kind of um, express his discontent, and Popovich is like, oh, well, we should... You're an employee. We should adjust the workplace yeah, so you I feel more comfortable. Yeah, I need to my behavior. <laughs> like, LaMarcus Aldridge had a big... It sounded like he was on the trading block, and then it seems like he and Popovich sat down with, like, an HR guy and were like, oh, okay, we should adjust things so you're more comfortable. Yeah, they had dinner, and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge uh, told him he wanted to be traded, and Greg Popovich was like, okay, if we can trade you for Kevin Durant, we'll do it. <laughs> and then they both left, and he was like, and then they just they talked, and Popovich realized that he was just trying to make Aldridge do things he wasn't good at and didn't want to do. Yeah, And so it was like, I think um, I th somebody wrote a story about that, and then they juxtaposed it with how the Cavs hired or uh, handled Kyrie. Where like Kyrie was unhappy, and nobody from the team talked to him about it because yeah. they just not yeah, because David Griffin was gone for no reason. Yeah, they just didn't. <laughs> genuinely, this crazy thing where it's like, does Dan Gilbert n not know that you can renew contracts? Yeah, <laughs> like, as. as Daniel, as um, the Griffin's contract was coming up, was he like, man, I wish I'd written this contract for more years so we didn't have to let you go. <laughs> oh, well, after the break. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I think there is there is just a tendency, especially on Twitter and stuff, to like, oh, a guy demanded a trade. No one's ever changed their mind about a relationship before after expressing Kobe, anger. How <laughs> yeah, like, many <laughs> try to get, like, demand a trade out of L.A., for God's sake? Yeah. And then they were yeah. like, "No, Dang was almost a, was almost a Laker ten years earlier." <laughs> but finally, Mitch Kupchak made it happen. He brought Luol home. Imagine winning that many championships and having everybody be like, "That guy's a fucking dumbass." <laughs> like Mitch Kupchak just like ruined his reputation by signing Dang 
and Mazda. <laughs> yeah. No season. I mean, he was um, in charge of the team for like 15 years before that, too. How? how why did he do that? It's like... <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to do this and then see if I can work my way out of it. Yeah. Like, when a comic intentionally turns the crowd to see yeah. if he can win back over. Yeah. Um, all right. While we brought him up, uh, we have a special question from uh, a friend friend question mark of ours on the internet named Corbin Smith and he wants to know how do you feel about LaMarcus Aldridge this is me yes yeah. this is you Will he's a big Blazer fan I would say <laughs> <laughs> no I like um, I like LaMarcus I don't know why everybody hates him so much I think he uh, wilts a little bit under pressure but as my other favorite team is the Toronto Raptors I <laughs> My spirit. Uh, I, th- I don't I think it's the relationship is going to not be as good once Kawhi comes back because Aldrich left Portland because he didn't like being the number two to Lillard. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's like a weird thing where you forget something like these guys left their first year of college and then became big stars. And uh, so it's like they don't. They've never lived a real life as an adult. So some of them are just complete head cases. <laughs> uh, I think that's fair. Uh, speaking of head cases, uh, our last piece of Spurs-specific news for you uh, is Tony Parker has been benched. Um, Not benched. Benched is DNP. <laughs> okay. Tony Parker, no longer the starter of the Spurs machine. Yeah, well, he's old. (laughs) (laughs) So my first question for you guys is, uh, what does this mean for the wives and girlfriends of other Spurs players? (laughs) What if he still just kept fucking Brent Berry's wife? Yeah. (laughs) What if that was, like, what it took to make him a one-woman man? Like, he he was really promiscuous. He cheated on Eva Longoria, and he's like, sorry, Brent, I fell in love. (laughs) <laughs> it's uh uh I, you know i think who didn't somebody like fuck steve nash's ex-wife too um well that was a, 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 a an unsubstantiated rumor that i think ended up being false but who was but the it, person? it was jason richardson well it, oh, really? yeah oh. that was that was the rumor and then it t- I, it turned out that Steve Nash had been cheating on his wife. It was not the <laughs> other way around. <laughs> and Jason Richardson had been uh, pulled into it for reasons that are unclear. That's like when there was the rumor that Delonte West had sex with LeBron's mom. And it well, was just like. Happened. No, there's no way that happened. I know, I'm kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> Although. It's. That one of the great NBA rumors, though, ever. So crazy. That one was so mad. We're sitting in And you were like, why is everyone saying this guy fucked my mom? <laughs> my mom is a nice lady. She's got life together as she's gotten older. Delante West, you know, he is. My bipolar disorder is fucking coworkers' moms. Or <laughs> 
to answer Joey's question, I think Tony Parker is going to fuck all of the wives and girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, thank me, huh? Now I have more time to fuck your intimate partners. <laughs> Tony Parker will not be playing today. It's a coach's decision fucking my wife. <laughs> You know the the common DNP CD FMW. That's that's, a, that's how it's in the box score. Although I do think we need to give uh, Aaron Barry, Brent Barry's ex wife, a little bit of slack because she had to deal with Rick Barry so much that even if it wasn't <laughs> handsome, charming Tony Parker, she was looking for some way out of that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> But uh, serious thoughts, Will, are you, how do you feel about the Tony Parker era coming to an end? Um, I mean, it's a little sad. This is like a thing where I've always wondered if I was going to remain a Spurs fan as these guys left. Because Tim Duncan is my all-time favorite NBA player, so it was hard to see him go. And uh, it's, um, like, I I, I don't have, I like Kawhi, but I don't have the same... um, attachment to Kawhi, and it's also a thing of like well i don't know if popovich retires will that be the because i'm not i've never been to san antonio i I had no connection to san antonio other than becky garcia is my friend right that's (laughs) and uh so it's like weird but tony parker was also always my least favorite like of those three of the Duncan Ginobili. I mean, I like Danny Green better than I like Tony Park. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I have an appreciation. The same reason I like Mario Chalmers. I just like players who get screamed at by everyone else on the team. <laughs> like Popovich is just always yelling at Danny Green. It's so funny. Danny Green is so good. And Popovich yells at him like he's the dumbest guy he's ever met. <laughs> Um, I also kind of think Tony Parker's going to be back next year. I think he'll just sign a, a cheap deal. Well, yeah. he said he came out and said his goal is to play 20 years. So I think you're right. Yeah, it, um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I like Tony Parker. He'll be a Hall of Famer for sure, but he is absolutely the least transcendent of those three dudes. Oh, Where's for the- sure. Ginobili is, I don't know, anybody who doesn't, I think, doesn't at least appreciate Manu Ginobili, I think is a liar and a bad fan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, let's do some more news stuff and then come back to the Raptors. We'll we'll get a Raptor rant to end the episode. (laughs) Why can't we just get this fucking over with already? (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine, let's talk about the Raptors. Uh, so they're second in the East. They have the third best different point differential in the league. Demar is a, is starting the All Star game. Will are the Raptors a contender? Joey, why the fuck are you doing this to me right now? <laughs> what do you think? What do you what do you think are the Raptors a contender? I want you to look. Into even the most shallow crevasses of your heart. And go, are the Raptors a contender? And those crevasses will go, stop being a dumbass and wasting my time. (laughs) 
They're absolutely not a contender. They're not a contender to make the conference finals. <laughs> they are losers, man. They're losing is fundamentally in their DNA. As long as you rely on particularly Kyle Lowry, they are the two worst shooters in NBA playoff history. He and DeMar DeRozan. And you're going to sit there on your stupid fucking podcast and you're going to ask they're content. Like, you don't already know what I'm going to say because I already said it to you. Only saying it to me to get this reaction out of me. And I'm taking time out of my day to do this. And I get my stupid fucking antidepressants that I forgot at home. Over at, like, Pico and La Cienega. And yes, there's a pool here, but it's still very far away from everything. And you're going to sit there and you're going to ask me if they're a contender. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, is Kyle Lowry going to be okay for the playoffs? You think Dwayne, <laughs> you think he'll stay in seconds if Dwayne ends up coaching the All-Star game? You're going to go, no, are they contenders to win everything? <laughs> <laughs> that is historically worse in the playoffs than they are in the season. To the point where it's clearly a psychological thing. <laughs> my, answer okay. no. my answer is no. <laughs> okay, second question. Okay. Will, who are you going to root for in the Raptors Spurs final series? <laughs> going to hang up on you. <laughs> I'm going to file a complaint against iTunes and say that your podcast is a shelter for child pornography <laughs> <laughs> from the internet for this. How does that sound? Um, you feel real fucking smart now? <laughs> okay. Third and final question. Mm-hmm. Why do you hate Kyle Lowry so much? Okay. I hate him because he's trying to kill me. <laughs> It's truly, I have, look, I, I've never liked Serge Ibaka. I don't like Ibaka. It, but, like, I get why we got him, but he's just, like, lazy sometimes. He just, it's like having way worse DeMarcus Cousins, where you're just like, why, like, why are your feet so flat on the ground right now while the ball is moving? <laughs> and, and, like, DeMar, I, like, watched him go from a zit-faced teenager to a zit-faced 29-year-old man. <laughs> I like have a very deep fondness for him, especially since he's genuinely gotten better every single season. Like, one thing about his game has gotten a little bit better. And, he, you know, he's limited. He's doing the best with, with what he can, which is pretty incredible. Kyle Lowry is... I've never seen a player choke like this. Kyle Lowry is like if you had... Uh, Kenny Anderson after he missed those free throws and it broke his entire game. Oh, Nick it's Anderson. Like, oh, Nick Anderson, yeah. It's like having him and only that version of him in the play. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, did you watch? And it's the type of thing, too, where he'll have, like, a few good games and these poor Toronto sports fans who are the most beaten down people you've ever met in your entire life. <laughs> the leaks are so bad. And, oh, uh, but, uh, like, that's when people will be like, I have friends who will be like, oh, Will, come on, man, we went to the Western Conference Finals. We got two wins 
within the NBA championship finals. And it's like, yes, that is the most technically I could ever, like, never has the word technically <laughs> been more true. And that he beat a Pacers team that sucked, barely, and only because their coach made a series of insanely stupid decisions as they were winning. Uh, we beat a Miami Heat team. I think they were all dead. I think every player had died <laughs> to not lose to a series of corpses and Dwayne Wade in a wheelchair. Yeah. And then, and then we, we lost four games to two against the Cavaliers in a series where, despite winning two games, it is like the greatest point differential in NBA history or something. <laughs> it was like 125 points they beat the Raptors. <laughs> just like, I just cannot. I cannot handle watching Kyle Lowry sulk around the court. Like, it's fine to be bad or have bad games, but the dude pouts. He starts playing like garbage. He just starts firing up like... That Washington Wizard series was really where I was like, oh, I think I might hate this guy. And ever since then, <laughs> he is like offered me, he, he will do just enough in the playoffs that I have not tried to frame him for a felony yet. <laughs> uh, what is your, I guess, here's my least favorite thing about Kyle Lowry. It's uh, after he has like three bad shooting games in the playoffs. He does, like, a performative shoot-around at, like, 3 in the morning in front of, like, television cameras. That's my least favorite thing about Kyle Lowry. It's like, I'm getting serious now. (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, so depressing. And the worse he plays, the less he trusts his teammates, as if they're, like, hexing him or something. Um. It just, God, and I mean, I have this deep psychological thing with the Raptors where it's like, I deserve them because I'm also a loser, and anytime I get a good opportunity, I blow it, so I see (laughs) myself in the Toronto Raptors, and it's like, truly from the bottom of my heart, I hate the Toronto Raptors because I hate myself. (laughs) Well, I think that is a... uh... Good, good. That's a good place to leave the Raptors. Uh, <laughs> it's time steaming, to just yeah. blow through. Uh, the NBA is imploding in on itself. News. Yes. Uh, let's go first. Uh, Jason Kidd got fired. You guys. Yes. Wow. Wow. Why do the good always die so young? <laughs> Look, I'll say this about Jason Kidd. No, he was not a good coach, but at least he's also a terrible partner. <laughs> um, Giannis, uh, how, well, actually, I should say this first. How do you guys feel about Jason Kidd immediately releasing what Giannis said to him after he was fired? Well, I think it's definitely totally believable and not something that a person would... Uh, relate to the press in an effort to make himself look better. I think it's definitely yeah. <laughs> an accurate transcript of the press. Also, also, like, what else is Giannis going to say to him? Right? Like, <laughs> like, what's he going to text him? Like, hey, coach, fuck you. 
Like, it's, you, you know somebody who gets fired, you're going to be like, ah, man, you know, I would have said something, but I guess what's done is done. <laughs> well, so, yeah, let's, let's, Joey, do you want to, <laughs> do you want to do, let's, let's do this as a small play. I'll play. Uh, well, what I was going to point <laughs> out before that uh-huh. is the weirdest part about it is Giannis is essentially the person who fired him because they told Giannis first uh-huh. before telling Jason Kidd. And I've got to say, if I had to choose one person on planet Earth to be fired by, it would be Giannis Adekempo. Well, because he's, he's just such a great hug with those long arms. Yeah, and he's just such a sweet boy. So they, so according to Jason Kidd, the way this went down was Giannis said, "Coach, this isn't right what they're about to do, but they're going to let you go." And then Kidd, and then said, Jason Kidd said, "I had a feeling that was going to take place." And then Giannis said, "What can I do? I'll call the owners. I'll call my agent." There's nothing you can do. All you can do is tell the truth. That's it. <laughs> like, I don't know what... Okay, A, Giannis is not capable of lying. He's a sweet, no. innocent Greek boy. He doesn't. He's never heard a lie. He's never told a lie. Well, and also, if he tells a lie, his arms become longer. Oh. <laughs> and that's... It, if, if they became any longer, it, it'd be untenable. He'd be yeah, Slender he- Man. <laughs> He'd have to sit in the back seat of his car to drive it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a recurring nightmare I have also. <laughs> Ever since I moved to LA, um also they they took so they, he had that phone conversation and I guess like 15 minutes later um kid had a meeting with ownership. So like this phone conversation had to happen when Kid was, like, in the parking lot of the pizza place already. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I just also, love that they, they fired, fired him at a pizza place. Yeah. Like, I assume it was, like, do you think it was, like, a Shakey's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they bought him a $5 pitcher of beer, and they were like, you're fired. I bet he like and spilled then he the pretended beer. to yeah. spill it on he him. He pretended yeah. to spill it and was like, Jake's kid can't, can't reach across the table. And... <laughs> At first, I thought uh, this was like a pretty bad move by the owners to kind of leak it, but I'm starting to think like they just told Giannis to soften the blow. Like they didn't want him to make a scene at the pizza restaurant, so they're like, "Yeah, we'll have a we'll have the sweetest boy in the world tell him he's canned, and then (laughs) then he won't be mad when he comes in." The greasiest firing in NBA history. Also, uh, you to worry about like there being any blowback or anything because the fans hate Jason Kidd in yes. Yeah, he has no. It's not like he 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 wasn't a buck. He's not from Wisconsin. No one has any investment in him. Like he's an NBA hero, but like of all the cities, he would have some capital. Milwaukee is not one of them. Right. So any. Uh, I was going to say who should coach the Bucks, but it's like, it's probably some assistant we don't really know about that's going to end up getting uh, that job. It's Scott Skiles, duh. I <laughs> would hire uh, Jerry Stackhouse myself. Listen, you need to shut the fuck up, team, all right? You don't tell anybody to hire Stackhouse. 
That's our guy. <laughs> not going anywhere. The greatest, the greatest D League coach, G League coach, sorry, in NBA history, Jerry Seckles, yeah. and the toughest Dude, man in NBA history, I think. The nine oh five were like raided after last season, after they won the championship. That team was like decimated. And now they're over five hundred. It's it's ridiculous how good he is at coaching the Raptors nine oh five. It's also if you're like a young guy or an unsigned guy, Jerry Stackhouse is gonna be your favorite dude on earth because he was very good, but also famous for like seeming like he might have murdered somebody at yeah, some yeah. point. <laughs> My, my I mean, he did murder Kirk Snyder, right? Isn't that that story? <laughs> oh, yeah, that Jerry Seckhouse changed into a tracksuit to kick his ass so he didn't get blood on his normal clothes. <laughs> um, uh, clearly, though, I think David Fisdale should coach the Bucks just because uh we would see woke Giannis appear and that would be tight yeah <laughs> oh also um we should bring this up eric bledsoe has now played for two of the three nba coaches that were fired this year yeah greatest coach killer in history great job <laughs> you did it it's maybe a touch on air i don't know <laughs> Uh, all right, speaking of a touch unfair, uh, the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> held a big closed-door meeting so they could all just yell at Kevin Love this weekend. I thought, I thought this was a players' meeting when I first heard it, because usually when you hear closed-door meetings, no, it was the team, it was the coaching staff, it was members of the front office, all like a they invited Kevin all the Love of faking holders. <laughs> Uh, they all were accusing Kevin Love of pretending to be sick and Ferris Bueller's day offing a game and a practice this weekend. It's just like Kevin Love's like, he just has like a dummy in his bed back in his contest. <laughs> With like a tape recorder and they're like, oh, Kevin, you okay? I <laughs> Lou. Oh, well, my name's LeBron James, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> they caught so, him because TV cameras caught him uh, sitting alone in the bleachers at Jacobs Field in a snowstorm. <laughs> uh, so this is the like 25th season in a row that a LeBron James team has seemingly imploded in the middle of the season. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think's going to happen from here, guys? I think they're going to trade for someone who is no younger than 32 years old. <laughs> and and they're just going to keep yelling at Kevin Love and he's going to he's going to he'll be he'll be traded from Cleveland with like 2 months to go on that contract. Well, who uh, um, going after George Hill? Yeah, That's apparently the rumor. that deal's almost done. He's not 32. Take that. You don't know shit. <laughs> Uh, you know who they're trading for George Hill, apparently? Uh, isn't it like Shumpert and... Um... Channing Fry and Derrick Rose, baby! He's coming oh. to Sacramento! <laughs> Boy, you know, who saw Derrick? Like, <laughs> watching that dude have that incredible MVP season and being like, I just had this weird feeling like one day this guy's going to go on to 
uh, gang rape a woman and then wash out of the NBA. <laughs> five years. All of that also will in five years. Won't be the type of thing with like uh, Keon Clark where he just sort of slowly gets crazier and crazier and yeah. anymore. Nope, it's just going to happen. All come crashing down over a few years. Uh, the Kings also have a full uh, roster, and I think they have a full G League team, so one of those guys is getting immediately bought out and released. Yeah, so... dude, I hope, they, uh, I hope Sacramento trades or, like, cuts all of their young guys to make room for those three dudes. Yeah, yeah the veteran, the, just, Iman Shumpert's gonna help him out. Um, he does believe that the show Power was based on his real life. Uh, he does a lot of freestyling. It's great. Um, other things that happened around the Cavs this weekend, uh, LeBron tweeted sheesh to Boogie Cousins. Uh, <laughs> great, great line. It was like four, he had like forty-two and twenty-five yeah. or something. Oh, and it, it was a triple-double too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he congratulated his high school self on reaching thirty thousand points today. Before he actually hit thirty thousand points, he has he has passed thirty thousand tonight, but he had not at that point. And I don't think he knows how to schedule a social media post. Well, did um did you guys see uh, um. It was like Lou Williams had some cryptic tweet. He was like subtweeting about All Star, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and somebody was like, "Hey, do you think Lou Williams was?" Somebody else tweeted, "Hey, do you think Lou Williams was subtweeting about his own All Star snub?" And then Lou Williams quote tweeted that and wrote, "Duh." <laughs> <laughs> Is Lou Williams the most prominent openly polyamorous man in the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think is Williams Paul. Not he has two girlfriends. Anymore. I mean, he had two girlfriends and was very public <laughs> about it. I don't think he he doesn't like to put a label on things though. So, damn, I hated Lou Williams when he was with the Ramp Raptors, but he genuinely rules with the Clippers. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, no longer just empty points. He's going out and like <laughs> winning games by by scoring like fifty two, and you're just like. What is this universe we're living in right now? Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is that he is saving Doc Rivers' job. All right. Um... Oh, excuse me. Lou Williams just tweeted out LOL was his original tweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, another thing that happened is Damian Lillard met with Paul Allen to discuss the future of the team. Yeah, so I guess I guess Paul Allen was worried that Lillard was going to demand a trade because they scheduled this meeting, and uh, he did not. He said he wanted to stay in Portland. Oh, that's good. I but he wants everyone else traded, right? I think that was kind of the implication, and he also <laughs> demanded an explanation for why the Raptors, why the Blazers traded away Will Barton, something that happened in February of 2015. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, are they just not chatting? That like, like after 2015, the Blazers yeah. basically turned over their entire team besides him. Paul Allen just has an insanely full schedule. I mean, it's just, it, just, it, 
it just feels very weird that he was like, man, when Will Barton left. It's like, yeah, you know who else left after Will Barton? Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, Robin Lopez, Wes Matthews. <laughs> Will, like, Wes Matthews. Like the entire team that wasn't him. And I the ghost of Brandon Roy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know Will Barton was that good over the last few seasons. Will Barton has been fucking awesome. If he were on a better team than the Nuggets, he would be Lou Williams. <laughs> yeah. Poor Nuggets. It's like the Nuggets are just like a good team every year. <laughs> they don't, they're just like the team is good, and it's like their best player is Jokic, yeah. which like okay, <laughs> you know, that's fine. But don't try to act like that's a big thing to me. It reminds me of that uh, that Kurt Vonnegut story about uh, the really exceptional kid who had to wear like leg weights and like a helmet to keep his brain activity down because he was too smart. Like I think Jokic plays like that when he's like, I don't want to make these other <laughs> B minus NBA players look bad. I'm just not going to shoot that much tonight. And then yeah, Wilson it's... Chandler and I will still be friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if uh, Steve Nash had like nobody to pass to but still insisted on just passing all the time yeah. <laughs> um, alright another thing that happened is uh, Michael so the, the Rich Cho the GM of the Charlotte Hornets came out this weekend and said he's trading Kemba Walker and then Michael Jordan today said he's not trading Kemba Walker, which apparently totally torpedoed a deal that was almost done with the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. His Michael Michael Jordan Michael Jordan's GM stint has been almost as damaging to his legacy as Bill Cosby being a serial rapist his stand-up comedy legacy. Like, that's how crazy, like, if somebody's like, oh, look at these Jordan highlights, I'd be like, Jordan, what a joke. Like, it's... (laughs) It's like... He, he, it's like, it feels like an actor who has a music career. Do you know what I mean? Like he's his GM career is like Russell Crowe's thirty feet of thirty odds or whatever that was. Bruce Willis's like jazz trio yeah, yeah. he was in. No? Uh, Dog Star, Keanu Reeves's band. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at least Keanu plays the bass in that. That would have been like if Michael Jordan's like, I know I have a lot to learn. I'm just gonna work as the assistant to the scouting director for a little while. <laughs> Jordan's video room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sean anything you want to talk about Michael Jordan and the Charlotte well, Hornets it's just that he said I love Kimball Walker I wouldn't trade him for anything less than an all star which is like mm-hmm. not really what you should be trading Kimball Walker for necessarily you know what I mean like you like if you <laughs> yeah, trade Kimball Walker sucks. you're rebuilding you're not like <laughs> and so it just it just feels like he's saying that also, anyone that's actually on the All-Star team, I couldn't really see getting traded for Kemba Walker, so it's got to be, like, Carmelo Anthony or, you know, like, <laughs> like Pau Gasol. That's who he wants in return. DeAndre Jordan. That's the way they get him. Oh, That's right. the way they get um, Michael Jordan to start oh, off. 
dude, how amazing would a team be with uh, DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard? On? <laughs> That's like my new favorite team of all time. <laughs> Two dudes who can only play within nine inches of the rim. And the game the game would last three and a half hours because they would just foul one of those guys once they ran across half court every time. Like like you would just play whoever can sh- like you don't have to play anyone who can play defense at all because all you're doing is fouling. It's like uh-huh. oh god, it's so good. That's all I want in life. And Jordan's uh, just like, I got an all-star. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally, our final piece of news. Uh, Rick Carlisle last night uh, yelled this at his... Okay. I guess I should walk this back. Yeah. So Salah Mejri, the backup center for the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> last night, got ejected from a game, uh-huh. and when he went towards Rich Car- Rick Carlisle, Rick like, Carlisle yeah. yelled, you've got two fucking points, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Carlisle apologized to him, and I kind of think the reason was so he could tell the story again. he's like in case you missed it here's what i said to this big piece of shit (laughs) um all right so that has been the the nba ragnarok news everything (laughs) is crumbling around us uh we've got to do one last thing before we let you go will how is it possible and what the warriors are fine like this is such absolute (laughs) bullshit Uh, in fact, there's a rumor today they're going to trade for Kyle O'Quinn, the bar mitzvah man. Oh. <laughs> Why would you make any trades at all if you were the Golden State? I would not trade my 15th man for years. Like, not a case of, like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's like, if it is... Just absolutely perfect. Why even slightly ticker? <laughs> um, all right. Before we get to our our poll question of the day, uh, Will, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> you know, at at some point, at some point, I think um, I think around my birthday, I think around March thirtieth, uh, is my stand-up album is going to be coming out. It's entitled, Fuck This Guy. (laughs) And uh, at some point, a thing I've been plugging forever, for like six months, is my podcast limited series entitled The Will Weldon Vanity Project. Will also... (laughs) That, the details are much more secretive around. (laughs) Because it's my... My scope and ambition with it just keeps growing, and that's why it is taking forever for me to finish it. <laughs> uh, Sean, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, there's a lot of Yard Barker stuff coming up. Um, mostly it's about the NFL, but I'll be back to basketball next week. All right. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, <laughs> at M Night Shalomon. Oh, where uh, where this week I tweeted. Hold on, let me find the tweet. Uh, where this week I tweeted. Um, feel nervous and excited. Want to make a small, intricate film with a big idea at its center. 
Hashtag glass. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> Are we finally getting a split sequel? Oh, uh, follow me on Twitter to find out. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right, and now we haven't done one of these in a while, but it felt right this week. Uh, we have a poll. This will be up on our Twitter at Round, Bo- Round Rock Pod. But first, we've got to answer the questions, guys. What is Manu Ginobili doing right now? Okay, Sean, I, you go first. I have a I have a theory that he's actually spending a great deal of time with Aaron Barry. Uh, Brent Barry's ex-wife, but <laughs> but he's just teaching her to salsa dance. It's completely platonic, and she's teaching him to like make a make an elaborate dessert. Will, what do you think Manu Ginobili is doing right now? I think he is doing the thing he does with much of his spare time, which is go to an incredibly busy public place and stand next to Bronson Pinchot, and then they just <laughs> pretend like they're being reunited for the first time. <laughs> Uh, that's a good answer. I think he is currently texting Neil deGrasse Tyson. Ooh. About, yeah, about the stars. Um, all right. Uh, Wait, what? It seemed like there was supposed to be more than that, but then you were hoping, that genuinely sounded like you came up with a premise, and you were like, eh, I'll write a punchline as I'm saying the premise. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened, Will. <laughs> and then you were like, I think he's calling Neil deGrasse Tyson... Well, anyway, that's is, <laughs> that is an actual fact about uh, Manu Ginobili is he loves Neil deGrasse Tyson. What? Uh, really? Yeah. He, when Brett Brown had the, like, real, real, real shitty Sixers go visit Neil deGrasse Tyson, Manu Ginobili apparently called him, like, upset that he, had, that he got to meet Neil deGrasse Tyson before him because he's, like, a big fan of his podcast. Oh, God. um all right uh guys that's been our show follow will on twitter he's really good and funny yeah and uh will you're really good and funny and we will have you back the next time you are upset about the raptors easter conference finals baby (laughs) have me back in 15 minutes Wow, God, I got I to live over here, you know? <laughs> All right, trust the process, you guys. Trust the process. Shut it down, let's go home.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.